Alright. Alright. Sup, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from Parts Unknown out there in the wide world. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, it is a breaking news podcast here on Go Vols 24-7. We have a lot of the the breaking news ones when when breaking news is happening, obviously. And there is some breaking news today again for the second day in a row. Tennessee has a commitment. Ryan, tell us why we're on this breaking news podcast. Yeah, for the second consecutive day, Tennessee going to Briarcrest Christian School just outside Memphis uh, and, and landing one of its remaining in-state targets in the 2020 class. This time it's three-star all-purpose back Jabari Small, uh, just decommitted from Ole Miss a little more than a week ago and announcing uh, today, uh, on j- just the day after, his teammate and close friend Omari Thomas announced his commitment to Tennessee. Uh, Jabari Small follows suit and joins the Vols class, so... Uh, nice pickup for Tennessee in state and, and, and again, addressing uh, a need with, you know, some additional running back depth for Tennessee in this class and a guy Tennessee has been recruiting for a long time. That certainly I think makes Tennessee feel even better uh, about having uh, Omari Thomas committed and, and gives them another good player in his own right that they they're very familiar with after recruiting him for a long time and having him for multiple camps the past uh, couple of years and, uh, and, and solidifies a, a room where they've, obviously struggled to build depth and uh, running back is obviously a position they were wanting to address again down the stretch. So this uh, addresses that in a, in a big way in state and gives Tennessee now five total players from essentially the city of Memphis, but from the Memphis area in one class, which is quite a statement, I think, for Jeremy Pruitt and his staff to go into Memphis and and, and bring in this kind of haul in the same class. I guess, Ryan, uh, to get to this quickly, this was a kid who, I guess less than a couple of weeks ago, had still been an old Miss commit. So is, is this a deal where uh, would he have decommitted? Could he have ended up at Tennessee without the coaching change, or did the coaching change kind of seal that, do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I think the coaching staff, like you said, kind of the coaching change kind of sealed it. I think that's things already might have been, starting to trend toward Tennessee and his recruitment. Uh, Tennessee very quietly had been uh, starting to push a little bit more for, for Jabari Small, despite his, his commitment to Ole Miss. Uh, he he kind of surprised some people maybe by showing up in Knoxville uh, in late October when Omari Thomas took his official visit to Tennessee. Um, you know, Omari Thomas went on uh, multiple visits with, uh, you know, family members with Jabari Small and his family. Uh, with other teammates, even uh, some of his other Briarcrest teammates that are being recruited by Tennessee as uh, possible preferred walk-ons and things like that. He, he had a large a large entourage with him in Knoxville that weekend, but one of them was Jabari Small and his family. Uh, and that sort of raised some eyebrows, I think, at the time, people wondering, you know, okay, is, is he just having some fun on this visit, or is there serious interest? And from that point on, Tennessee became more of a factor, made more of a push for him, and, uh, and, and sort of successfully, I think, played the the at least the the idea of, of the package deal uh w- that they always talked about Amari Thomas and Jabari Small very close to the point that they were always interested in playing at the same school never viewed it as a requirement but I think it always was interesting and with Ole Miss not having the type of season they wanted I, I think it became even more interesting and and knowing that Tennessee was sort of trending with Amari Thomas it, it it all started to make sense I think just the longer their recruitments went uh so it's not necessarily one of those things that 
they were looking to go to the same school no matter what, but just the way things worked out with both Ole Miss and with Tennessee and the way Tennessee recruited him down the stretch, I think it was already trending toward Tennessee. And then the coaching change at Ole Miss obviously just made it easy for him to say, you know what, I, I don't see a fit here right now. I'm going to go ahead and decommit. And, and really by the time he decommitted, the only other uh, option that popped up was, was Texas A&M. It was sort of Tennessee and Texas A&M had at least talked about the idea of an official visit next month, but it was pretty obvious by the time he decommitted from Ole Miss that unless I'm going to change with the Rebels, that it was going to be Tennessee for Jabari Small. And I guess the obvious question here for a second day in a row, and I'm not trying to bring up his name, Tennessee fans, but I think it's pertinent here. Uh, is there any chance or do you know of any in any particular reason why Lane Kiffin would want to get back in there, or is this kid going to shut it down, you think? I, I think he's going to be pretty uh, pretty much done with recruitment uh, with the recruiting process from this point on. Now the, the only question here will be uh, Omari Thomas has already said, you know and, and again, we'll see if he sticks with this plan, but he has said he's going to sign in February and that's sort of been his plan from the get-go. Uh, Jabari Small though, I, I think has been a little more open on that. I don't think he really knows for sure how he wants to handle that just yet. So uh, that's something we, we may get an answer to after his official visit to Tennessee this weekend, he's still scheduled to take his official visit to Knoxville. Uh, and, and you would think there's a good chance he goes ahead and signs next week. But uh, it, it, you know, even if he's not, I think he's probably done with the, uh, with really exploring other options, unless he, he really has a reason to down the stretch, whether, you know, whether it be staff changes or something, something big, I think would have to happen for this to, to not be over for Tennessee. So uh, even though the, the Ole Miss, you know, has a new staff in place or, or getting into place now, with Lane Kiffin there, I, I think he feels comfortable with his decision. Um, the only reason you maybe just rule don't rule it out entirely is because his dad uh, did play at Ole Miss. Uh, uh, he's actually got going. a few. That's where I was going few, with it. Yeah. yeah, a few connections throughout the SEC. He, he's actually uh, related to OJ Small, who played at Florida, mm -hmm. and had another relative who played at Georgia. So he's got sort of uh, some different ties throughout the conference. But Ole Miss was the big one with his dad having played there. But uh, just the fact that I think the recruiting process has sort of gone the way it has for him. I don't think the family tie is the end-all, be-all, so I think Tennessee's probably going to be okay in this one. And I guess, you know, I should have mentioned this off the top, but for those looking for just the the, the basic deets on Jabari Small, uh, he's listed right now. We've got him at five foot 10, 190 pounds, uh, according to the uh, 24-7 Sports Composite, or 247 Sports Composite, however you would like to phrase it. Uh, he is uh, 646 overall nationally. He's the number 11 all-purpose back nationally. And our scouts only at 24-7 Sports have him just a, a tick a little bit lower than that. And, and Ryan, here's my question. This is a kid who um, I know you've probably you, – you've de definitely seen him in person more than I have. Uh, I went and saw him one time and, and took some photographs of him. So that that's my extent of firsthand knowledge of this kid because we were in Memphis at the time doing something else and I, I tagged along. And, you know, he seemed like he was put together pretty well. You know, he, he looked kind of like a guy who was, a you know, definitely an FBS caliber prospect, kind of when you look at him physically. And you look at the size, you look at the stats, you look at the speed. And, and I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I can see why this isn't like one of those four-star or five-star running backs. Um, because he's kind of got that build of, of one of those running backs. It's just kind of hard to tell. Will he be okay? Will he be pretty good? I don't know if we're going to know all that stuff about this kid until he gets on campus because he's kind of in that lump there where you know he's pretty good, but you don't know how good he is. Is that is that fair, or am I just kind of talking out of my backside here? 
No, I mean, I, I, I think I get what you're getting at. I, I would say he's just a, I, I would describe him essentially as just a good football player. That's and, good. and beyond, yeah. And beyond that, we don't know yet what he, what he could be. I, I think he, uh, you know, the, the, the competition in, in Tennessee's division two, triple a, which he plays in is the top private school division in Tennessee. It's, it's hit and miss. It's very good at the top. Uh, when you face some of the best teams in that classification, it's about the best Tennessee has to offer. Like Knox Catholic, other weeks, you know, I mean, whatever, it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so other weeks though, you'll, you'll play some teams that, that just aren't, aren't up to the, to the same level and, and they steamrolled some of those teams. So, uh, he put up big numbers and, and did all he could at that level and, you know, had, had more than 1500 rushing yards as a senior, 25 touchdowns on the ground, some big numbers and was one of three finalists in that classification for, for Tennessee's Mr. Football award, which went to his teammate and good friend Amari Thomas. So obviously he's one of the best players in the state and, and, and clearly has established himself as a very productive running back that the knocks on him, not the biggest back, not the, not the, elite top end speed that you ideally would like to see from a smallish back. But I think sort of like Eric Gray, and I don't want to just lump him in with Eric Gray because they're not identical players, but they do some of the same things. They're both versatile enough to catch the ball out of the backfield. They both have some quickness to them that, that makes them elusive in open field. They, they can, they can break some tackles, but they're not the most powerful runners. But I think, I think Jabari small has developed in that area but but yeah, there's not a there's not one thing you point to and say he's elite in this area. He's just a good football player. But he can help on special teams like Eric Gray. He can help out of the backfield. He can he can line up in the slot if you need him to from time to time. He's just that sort of versatile all-purpose back that you know even is still developing and I think has added some weight that has translated nicely on the field. And, and we'll see how he develops over the next couple of years. But I think just a just a good player. And, and as hard as it's been for Tennessee to develop depth at running back. I think this is a, a, a perfectly solid addition to Tennessee's backfield at the very least. And I think he's still got the upside to be a pretty good player if he can continue to really build on what he's done in high school, which is obviously be pretty productive at that at that level. Yeah, I guess, Ryan, you know, there are Tennessee fans all over the state. So I guess my roundabout way of asking this is, you know, if you could compare him to a kid who, uh, a lot, according to a lot of analysts, is a higher rated player, Elijah Young from right here in Knoxville, mm-hmm. at, you know, at South Doyle High School, you just look at the numbers – and size-wise, they're about the same. Young's a little bit, a little bit shorter by an inch, maybe about ten pounds lighter. Um, but he's he's higher rated as a prospect. I mean, I know we can never get into these war rooms to to know exactly what Tennessee loves and doesn't love about these kids. But how would you compare him quickly to someone like to someone like Elijah Young? Because because that's a kid I, who I, I think people from Knoxville might be like, well, there's a kid who's rated higher here. You know how people are. Yeah, no, that's that's a very fair question because I, I, I mean, obviously, somewhat similar builds, and and yeah, both guys who were committed to SEC schools at, at uh, previously. So, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense, and and I think that the difference there, I think Small has shown a little bit more of an ability to to run between the tackles, to play with the kind of power you need to be more of a pure running back. Whereas I, I think Small, or, or I'm sorry, Elijah Young is is kind of the guy who you know, you might have to use him in some different ways. He might be a little bit more of a gadget player somewhat where you're you're not, you're not putting him in the backfield every down, but he can do that. Some, he can help in the slots. Some use him on jet sweeps, that kind of thing, but he's maybe not big enough to really just take the beating every down that you need to, to be able to do in the sec. So I think he's a, he's an interesting fit, uh, you know, where you would put him in some offenses, especially at a place like Tennessee where they want uh, a running back with a little more, bulk to him to to handle uh, some of the beatings you take in the sec so i think that's the difference is small 
you know, a lot like Eric Gray, I think there's some games where if he gets hot, you can give him 10, 15, even 20 carries, and he would probably be fine. You know, Elijah Young, not sure he has that type of uh, durability in him, uh, but he, he maybe has a little bit, maybe a little bit better top end speed, but they're, they're even similar in that regard. So I think that's the big thing is just the size difference, even though it's minor, I think it's enough that you see a little bit more power uh, to Jabari Smalls game that maybe Elijah Young doesn't quite have. And normally this is probably going to run about a minute or two longer than our normal breaking news podcast, but, but I do need to mention this because there are two things in one here, Ryan, there was news actually also that came out on Monday, Tennessee got the big addition and, you know, obviously with, with uh, the big D lineman, everybody's feeling good going up the rankings. And then you get news later in the day that that a four-star JUCO cornerback, Art Green, who's been committed to Tennessee for a while, uh, all of a sudden has decommitted. And, you know, it's interesting because this kid fits every kind of size and, you know, great size for the cornerback position, looks pretty good. Don't know that he's had the best year there at Hutchinson Community College, though, so I'm not quite sure, you know, exactly what to make of that situation. What do you make of that decommitment? Yeah, I, I think definitely one of those deals that you could kind of see coming. Um, just didn't didn't have the best season, as you said. Uh, he was not a full-time starter at Hutchinson, which is a, a very loaded junior college. They always put out a good number of prospects, and this year they were pretty pretty deep in the secondary, and that was one of the things that when uh, at the, even at the time he committed, I think his coach at Hutchinson sort of saw that coming. Uh, and, and as a freshman, you know, he, he got uh, Art Green got to, to Hutchinson and his coach thought he would end up playing safety his for his first year. They ended up playing him at corner. And instead, you know, he kind of thrived there despite being a bigger corner around 200 pounds and, and, and six foot two. Really nice build. But he, he just he didn't have quite that elite speed that you, you probably need to stick at corner. Uh, but he had six interceptions as a freshman in junior college, despite not even being, uh, you know, a, really a full time starter racking up tackles. He had the interceptions despite not having the heavy workload. So a uh, really good start to his junior college career. But this year, with more competition in the secondary, you know, maybe not his best year. I, I don't know if, if, an, if a bad offseason or anything played into this. But for whatever reason, just didn't play a big role there. Finished the year with, I believe, 13 tackles, two interceptions, uh, and was not a full-time starter and played safety this year instead of cornerback. So like Tennessee's other defensive back commitments, Keyshawn Lawrence and Mordecai McDaniel, you know, he's a guy who, who – could, could have been versatile either way, safety, corner. You'd figure that out when you get there, uh, when you get him on campus. But I think Tennessee, and again, you, you got to keep this in mind, Derek Ansley, the defensive coordinator, just saw him in person on Saturday, went to his team's bowl game, and, and then this happens afterwards. So I think clearly Tennessee got a thorough enough evaluation that they, they clearly felt comfortable you know, sort of moving on, and I think he, he felt comfortable moving on too and knowing that he would find uh, a better opportunity elsewhere. So one of those things that happens in recruiting, but – I think clearly a situation where, you know, the ratings might lead people to think what's going on here. But I think Tennessee sort of made the decision that uh, that, that they needed to, to to find up. You know, they've got some some tough decisions to make down the stretch and they need to find someone else in the secondary to sort of feel that need that they have uh, where they still need some speed and still need some depth there. I think that's a good place uh, to leave it. It's a good start. You know, Ryan, you haven't had any bad answers so this entire podcast, so I think we ought to go get ahead out and while cut, you can. Go, go ahead and get it out while we can. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you a little bit later and I'll get out of here. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, you can find all of us on social media, West Rucker 24-7 on Twitter, Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter, P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter, and Grant Ramey on Twitter. You can also go to twitter.com slash goballs247, facebook.com slash goballs247, or 
Go directly to the source right now, GoBoss247.com. Got 50% off an annual subscription. All kinds of good reasons to go there. CBS All Access, access in perpetuity for life. All kinds of reasons you should be there. Uh, and if there's no more breaking news, and if this week, good, good gosh, there could be more breaking news just about any second now. But if there's no more breaking news, uh, y'all will hear from us again on Thursday morning. See ya.